Hi, I am John Van Dusen, and the Astros have hit a, a total of 144 doubles this year, and you are listening to the mixtape. Welcome to the mixtape, Cairo Radio, the mixtape, on 97.3 FM with Sean DeTore. Intercepted a space transmission Floating over my head like superstition I better explore the face Of uncharted deep space Come on Welcome to the mixtape. My name is Sean. Thanks for tuning in here on Cairo Radio. This here is John Van Dusen, a song called Mass Affection <laughs> from his brand new record, I Am Origami Part One, The Universal Sigh. And I happen to have John here with me. Hey, John, how are you? I'm super good. How are you? I'm super good as well. Isn't that weird? We're both super good. It is um, unlikely, actually. Yeah. That's an accurate thing, but, you know. And maybe it's because we're both just hanging out together. We've just met, so that makes us feel super good together. I think I think that's true. I think that's absolutely true. Yes. <laughs> I am Origami Part 1, The Universal Sigh. Uh, we'll get into the name of the record because it's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking before we turned the mics on. This is your first uh, solo record, Sands the Lonely Forest. If people don't know, people might recognize your name. Uh, and you were a former member of the Lonely Forest, which uh, started in 2006. And now you guys are defunct. You're a VH1 behind the music thing right now. Yep, we are history. <laughs> um, we're YouTube streams. Yeah. Because, you know, you can still find us there. Yeah. Do you still get a lot of people, like, sort of, like, saying, hey, Lonely Forest, I really miss you guys. I liked you guys so much. Um, Sure. Maybe I, I, I don't know how to uh, quantifiably determine how many people, yeah. but I do have people say I, I miss Lonely Forest. Um, I'm also a, a, a administrator, I guess, on the Lonely Forest Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that's still active. It is, and we, you know, we kind of agreed we'd use it as a, as a, a tool to promote our, our music now. Mm-hmm. And people like it mm-hmm. every week. Oh, really? More and more every week. And I'm saying, okay, yeah. sure, that's great. Well, speaking of the Lonely Forest, um, I want to take a trip back to 2010. Are you ready for a little bit of time traveling, John? Have you done much time traveling? Only while watching Doctor Who. Man, time traveling always makes me thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, luckily I have a big bottle of uh, water next to me. How are you doing with your thirst? You just ate some fish and chips in 2017, but now we're back in 2010. Yeah, I'm still thirsty somehow. Weird. It must be the time traveling. Mm Mm-hmm. In addition to the fish and chips. So back, I was I interviewed uh, a couple of members of the Lonely Forest back in 2010 at Sasquatch, uh, Tony and Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you weren't there. I think you were on stage at the time with Luke Burbank of TBTL fame. Mm-hmm. 
But I have a little bit of a clip here that I wanted to play for you. Of, this was when I was like, this was like a year into my interviewing and doing this, this radio show and podcast. But this is me, Tony and Eric uh, talking. And you might be surprised as the to- uh, of, of, about the topic that came up. I have a shotgun mic, so it's kind of odd. I have to like point it at... I thought it you had a different name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you think it was called? I don't know if I can say it on the air. No, you, could, you can say it, and if it's bad, I can just put a little bleep. We just always called them boner mics, because that's, <laughs> that's what we thought. I thought that was the pro term for it. A boner mic. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's super phallic. <laughs> I know, and you have to like put it near your mouth. So, did you know that your homeboys in the Lonely Forest were such perverts is this what led to the breakup of the lonely forest is those two guys were just a little bit too perverted for your your taste yeah i was just sick of it couldn't handle it anymore um just making dirty jokes all the time um so but anyway now we're oh quickly uh before we continue we have to go back to 2017 um during that interview i wasn't played, but they mentioned that you were on stage playing the Intervention theme song. Do you remember any of this? Oh, I remember. How do you, did you just play the Intervention song on guitar on stage there? I think so. I, I remember having to learn it quickly and feeling honored and uncomfortable simultaneously. <laughs> Why were you asked to play the Intervention theme song? You know what? I don't remember. I know Luke requested it. And I, d- I don't even remember what he was doing. It was funny, yeah. I'm sure, but yeah. I, I don't remember. That was a, a hazy time for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, John Van Dusen, we only have about a minute in this segment. Luckily, we have a few more segments to go because we have not even scratched the surface of what you're doing now. I know. Sands the Lonely Forest and your new album, and you're playing a show this coming July 14th uh, with Silver Torches at Barboza. I am. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to go out with your song, Always on Fire, from your brand new record, I Am Origami Part One, The Universal Sigh. So I'm here with John Van Dusen, and we're going to come back here and talk a little bit more uh, about what he's got going on with his new record here on The Mixtape on Cairo Radio. called Smoky Brights, and joining me this evening is Ryan Devlin from Smoky Brights. We're both from Smoky Brights, and you're listening to a radio program. Uh, it's called The Podcast with Sean DeTori.
Welcome back to the mixtape here on Cairo Radio. The bitter end, John Van Dusen from his brand new record, I Am Origami Part One, The Universal Sigh. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, John, you real quick, you've got some Mariner stats up in front of you. They just happened to be on that computer when you sat down. What's a really quick stat about the Mariners or baseball in general, which I do not follow and know nothing about? Apparently the Astros are a good team, I think. That's what I'm seeing here. I'm having a hard time deciphering these stats. Hmm. Um, I'm a little confused. And uh, let's see, the Houston Astros have tallied 408 runs, which I find mind-numbing. Thank you, John Van Dusen. <laughs> now, let's get into this record, man. We, we okay. used the last segment to talk uh, about your band that's not even around anymore. I We're know. using part of this to talk about <laughs> baseball, which I don't even follow. So... <laughs> This is your new record, your first album in what, four years? Since 2014, Since, I guess. Okay. And you were telling me that um, the show that you're playing here is going to be your first show playing Seattle in four years. And this record is actually 10 years old or four years okay. old. <laughs> I forget what you said earlier. Okay, so uh, the last time I played Seattle with a band was the Lonely Forest's last show at Bumper Shoot. So okay. 2014. Um, and so here I am playing Barboza, July fourteenth, oh. with a seven-piece band. And so that really, it's been it's been a little while. Yeah. Um, this record I started recording about four years ago, um, while the Lonely Force was still a band. Mm -hmm. And some of the songs, some of the verses and choruses are ten, nine, eight years old. Oh wow! So um, it's strange to say the least to be releasing it now, but I'm, I'm glad it's out. Yeah, you were telling me that it feels to you kind of like old, right? And yeah. But obviously me and other people, this is our first time hearing it. So are you tired of these songs or are you like, do you have a newfound sort of excitement now that the album is out and you're getting feedback from people? Um, I'm not tired of them, but the way that my brain works, I have been on to the next thing for a while. Mm-hmm. I just finished recording the second album in the series. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. Oh, wow. It's very long. Yeah. And I have demoed and written the third. So I, I'm ready to record the third record. Wow. And um, Are they going to be sequels to this? Is part yep. one, is that, does that mean something? It means something. In this case, the idea is to, f um, for better or worse, force people to see each record, the four of them. Oh, there's going to be four. As, uh, yeah. A unit they are they belong together mm -hmm. um is it like a concept uh album type of deal or no it's not a concept album um, none of them are really uh, the second album it does have a theme it's prayers and hymns um the third is called puck which i named after the character uh, midsummer's night dream mm -hmm. um and it's loud and i love it the fourth is called Marathon Days. And actually, so the interesting thing to me and the reason I'm doing this is because they actually don't belong together. Uh, logically, if you hear them back to back, they don't belong. Because they just sound so different. They sound different. Uh, lyrically, they're all over the map. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a confusing thing. And that's kind of my hope is that it is a little confusing. I... I like the fact that because of the part one, part two, part three, you know, et cetera, um, 
you can't divorce one from the other. You can. I mean, some people, for example, the second record, many people are not going to listen to it. I know that because it's it's about my spiritual beliefs. It's really uh, I'm clear about what I believe lyrically. Mm-hmm. A lot of people won't listen to it, and that's okay because they just won't get it. They but. Either they won't get it or it's just not their thing. Like a lot of people don't want to listen to music with religious lyrics. It just makes sense. That record is, it's attached. You can't remove it from the third. And the third, honestly, it's depressing. It's not, um, it will make a lot of, you know, religious people uncomfortable. But Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that the two belong together. To me, it makes sense because that's the way life is. So um, when you started writing I Am Origami, part one, the universal side, mm-hmm. uh, even though some of these songs are, are a little older and whatnot, did you have a plan? I mean, you named it part one. So obviously then you had the foresight you were going to make at least one more record or not. The the part one, the, the album series was later on. I'd, I had already begun the record and um, basically had too many songs. And I was just thinking, how could I do this a little differently? Um, in a way that, um, I don't even know how to say it, I guess was confusing, mm-hmm. that, which is totally counterintuitive and doesn't make sense. You know, every A&R agent in the world is saying, why, what are you thinking? Right. But I just, um, I kind of want people to leave shows and leave my website scratching their heads. Yeah, um, I, and, and I think that's totally okay. I mean, pe- people are going to listen, and they're either going to like it or they're not, and mm-hmm. so you have to do what you want to do and what feels right for you. You can't do what other people think, you know, for the most part. Um, and and I, th- I think it's great that you're just going ahead and doing it whatever you want because if it's good, I mean, the people are going to they're gonna be receptive to it. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Um I've gotten a lot of good feedback so far because mm-hmm. I've been playing songs off of each release at sh- at shows. Oh, really? Okay, so cool. Even on um, KEXP, the week of the release, we yeah. played a song off of the first, the third, and the fourth. Cool. And so that's what people can look forward to on the fourteenth of July at Barboza. It's a little bit of a mix-up of things, or yes, absolutely. Um, it, we'll play a song from each record. Cool. Um, hopefully, it's memorable and fun. I I hope. <laughs> I bet it will be. And this is great because it's your first show in, what, four years, you said? Or since, uh, yeah, 2014? Since Bumper Shoot 2014, it's my first show with a band in Seattle. Yeah, okay. Um, John, we uh, we need to take a break, but in the next segment, you're going to play your song, Absentee Heartbeat. And uh, it's uh, not only is it a really good song, but it's got um, a pretty interesting background to it. And uh, we're going to talk about that, which... Uh, uh, will be interesting to learn a little bit about you in that song. So this is a song called Universal Sigh. John Van Dusen, uh, the new album, I Am Origami, I Am Origami Part 1. The Universal Sigh playing Barboza July 14th with Silver Torches. We'll be back here on the mixtape on Cairo Radio. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Heart 
Hello, I am John Van Dusen. I am, I I am the I am the fart master. You are listening to the mixtape. You can't say fart on the radio, can you? Sure you can. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> John Van Dusen Masterworks here on Cairo Radio, the mixtape from the new record, I Am Origami, part one, the universal side. I really like the sound of this song, man, with that cool synth. Like, I dig it. It's really cool. Are you, now, you have a seven-piece band when you play live. Are you playing all the instruments on this album, or did you just write all the music, or is it all you? (laughs) Uh, My friend Braden played drums. He played in The Lonely Forest. Okay. Uh, he played drums on every track except for uh, Absentee Heartbeat, which doesn't have drums. Okay. And uh, Mass Affection, which I attempted to play drums on. Yeah. Um, I had some friends play. My friend Eric Walters, who is Silver Torches, played. Oh, cool. He played bass. Cool. Um, Eric from The Lonely Forest played bass. Um, Alex Nijankowski, who goes by Cumulus, she sang oh, yeah. some. So, I mean, I definitely had help. Wow, man. Andy, who produced the record, he he played keys and stuff. So um, Did you it wasn't were, all me. But Did you write all the lyrics? Was that all you? Yes, as, as far as I remember. As I wrote every word. Cool, man. That's mm-hmm. impressive. That's super impressive. <laughs> why, why did you name the... And we're, you're going to play a song here. You're going to play... I am. Um, you are going to play Absentee Heartbeat here momentarily, and mm-hmm. we're going to learn a little bit about that song. But uh, wh- why... Where did you come up with the name of the record? Uh, the Universal Size has been a, it's been a title that, that had been kind of kicking around in my brain for a while. I love the way it sounded when I said it, the Universal Size. It just felt important mm-hmm. to me. It fit the songs because to me, this song feels like a sigh and not a, like, like a sad one. Like I'm just like, Ugh. right. Um, like a, like I'm letting out air in a way that's, it's due to my, uh, mess ups <laughs> and just, just feeling like I've I've got a lot of things to make up for. Right. And so to me, it just feels like I could sigh so heavily that it would fill all of space. Mm-hmm. And then I Am Origami clearly yeah. is just, I find origami very fascinating. Mm-hmm. You take paper, you make something new with it. And it could be a crane, it could be a dragon, but whatever. And I have a like a, a very, it's not an intense love, but just a, 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 a small love of Japanese art mm-hmm. um and it just felt right in my case because each album is so different um, i'm origami i can be i can be a dragon i can be a, a crane i can be a frog it doesn't matter right but i'm still the paper like it's still me so yeah it's pretty self-explanatory if- uh john van dusen uh absentee heartbeat mm-hmm. what's the background of this song um basically my wife and i got pregnant and at the time um, Lonely Force is still kicking, going strong. Um, but I think in the back of my mind, I felt like maybe it was something needed to change. And so when we got pregnant, I thought that was the change. You know, you kind of, something big happens in your life and you, you assign all this meaning to it. It's like, this is it. This is the change that I needed. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, miscarried. And I think it was, it was surprisingly painful. Like I didn't expect it to be hard the way it was. Because I think I had put all this hope in this change. And, you know, you start to imagine like this little person, like who are they going to, what are they going to be like? What are we going to name them? 
Are they going to like sports or music? Are they going to like the clash or the cure? Like literally down to these really weird details. And then suddenly they don't exist anymore. Surprisingly difficult. And so the night after we miscarried, we were house sitting and I, I sat at this keyboard that was in a weird like side room and I just wrote it. I wrote the first verse in the chorus. The second verse I wrote a week later, which if you hear the song, you'll know why. It's a strange thing because it, I, I felt like it was important in this case not to offer any hope. And that might seem really strange to some people, but to me it felt really important because I felt like if I had offered hope, like, like if, if I had tacked some hope on to the end of it, it wouldn't have been genuine. It would have been fake. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a hopeless song. It really is. It, was, it ends with me basically... If I if we can get really heavy for a second, sure. the ultrasound technician was like looking at us and I knew like the second she looked at us like that something was wrong. Baby's not OK. Um, and that's what the you know, Apsty heartbeat, uh, the look on their faces told me that you were gone. It was just so clear. And actually, I think the the poor ultrasound technician isn't even legally allowed to tell us. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure a doctor had to say. it. Oh, OK. And so she knew and she couldn't tell us with her words, but she was definitely telling us with her eyes. And it, man, it was, it was heavy. So, wow. Um, to me, it's the most important song on the record. Even the the holly tree that I sing about. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of it on the back of the record, um, and the music video for the bitter end that I haven't released yet. Um, we're jumping in slow motion on this trampoline, and in the background is the hollow tr- the holly tree. Oh, really? And it's just this really. To me, it's. I don't, even, I don't know what it symbolizes. I'm not saying, I'm not assigning some like great meaning to the holly tree, but it just feels important to me. So and I don't know if that explains it enough, but that's, that's yeah. how I feel about the song. So. And uh, how long ago was this? It would have been 2014, I guess. Wow. Yeah. How are you and your wife doing, doing these days? We are good. We've had, we've miscarried twice and you know, it's a weird thing, you know, cause people come up to you and they say, when are you going to have kids? Like, They'll say that to my wife, like, Annababe, that's her name, Annababe. When are you going to have kids? Why don't you have kids yet? Yeah. I should be like, stop. A- are these people that know the situation or just? No. Okay. No, no, no. Just, just, it's, but, and that's the thing. Like, it's a genuine uh, question. It's not, it's not a bad question, but right. it, it just reminds me that out of context, I mean, I probably do this to people all the time. I ask questions that are super painful. Sure. And you don't know it. You just don't know. Right. And so we're doing well. In fact, we're doing better than ever. Good. Um, but it doesn't make it easy. Yeah. You know, we could be doing better than ever, but it's still a strangely painful thing that the tiniest details or the tiniest circumstances will, they kind of mess with you a little bit. Like it could be a movie or somebody's kid sits on my lap, like a friend's kid sits on my lap and suddenly I'm like, shoot. Yeah. Like my kid would be two and a half years old kind of thing. Well, I appreciate you sharing the story. Yeah. I really do. Thank Um, you. All right, well, uh, John, you're going to play Absentee Heartbeat here uh, on the mixtape, so take it away. Absentee Heartbeat It's all we have to go on The look on their faces Told me that you were gone There go all the things we planned Oh, all the things we planned There go all the things we planned for you 
And there go all the things we planned All the things we planned There go all the things we planned for you But it's not over It just gets colder No, it's not over We just get older Well, I guess that you've been saved The weight of growing up and breaking down Your tiny body sleeps under the holly tree Your mom planted flowers so you wouldn't get lonely And there go all the things we planned All the things we planned There go all the things we planned for you And there go all the things we planned All the things we planned There go all the things we planned for you Absentee heartbeat It's all we have to go on The look on their faces told me that you were gone John Van Dusen <laughs> absentee heartbeat uh, thanks for sharing your story about that song and for playing it um, so again uh, tell people where they can find you online and get your brand new album I Am Origami Part 1 The Universal Sigh uh, johnvandusen.com or uh, Bandcamp the Bandcamp uh, link is I am John Van Dusen because somebody else had John Van Dusen apparently. Okay. Same with the Facebook. I am John Van Dusen. But yeah, johnvandusen.com is where you can find the links. Uh, Bandcamp is where you can order the record, uh, digital or CD. It's coming out on vinyl in Europe only, which right. is strange. Cool. Um, August 25th. And um, yeah, Barboza, July 14th. Yeah, man. With Silver Torches. That's that's the that's the place to be. So. Yeah, that'll be a good show. That'll be super good. Uh, John, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Sean. This has been great. This is uh, a song called I Was Six from John Van Dusen's I Am Origami Part One, The Universal Side. John, thank you. Thank you. This is the mixtape on Cairo Radio. Thanks for listening. I